Welcome to the Career Fluencer Podcast. This is Graham Steele Johnson. I'm a clarinetist, writer, and performance designer currently based out of New York, New York. If something is uncomfortable or challenging in some way, that means you're learning or growing. Individual events are out of your control, but the long-term arc of who you want to be as a person is in your control. I never, I never really felt out of my element in classes in high school. So, you know, I was lucky in that sense. But in music, um, I felt constantly challenged and not always in like a, oh, this is really challenging. This is fun. Like a lot of times in a very frustrating way. Like I felt like this is so hard. Um, and yet I was compelled to keep working at it um and so i definitely didn't think this clearly at the time but in retrospect i think on some level i was attracted to music because it kind of afforded me the possibility of infinite challenge and like something to always work at and i think it was i i went to let's see this it was the summer before my last year of high school i went to this music festival in california um and spent the summer playing in you know a symphony orchestra which was like we did that kind of once a year uh in high school but it was a different thing to kind of be surrounded by it for a summer and surrounded by other people who were like serious about um you know, maybe making that their life. I know that's um, sort of unique to music or the performing arts in that, you know, maybe not everyone has such easy access to uh, to that kind of experience where just it's, it's such an intense thing, you know, the sort of um, electrifying experience. And so that was kind of what first opened my eyes to like, whoa, this is what an orchestra sounds like. This is what it's like to play, you know, real music as opposed to <clears throat> just whatever I had been exposed to before. And I think it's funny because, uh, you know, I said that I could have imagined myself going a lot of different directions and there were a lot of things that interested me. Um, and so you know at the time maybe to outsiders it it might have looked like i sacrificed those interests to commit solely to music i think my attraction to music for its endless challenges was probably uh a subliminal process in my mind it's hard to put it in, into words and i think that's what um ultimately attracted me to it there's i think there's also something about that in that um like in school uh i felt comfortable in most subjects um like you know i had to i had to work hard for sure and and study a lot but i mean people have different outlooks about this but i don't know exactly where it came from i know that it's rare now because 
because the culture of instant gratification is, you know, always bearing down on us. And, you know, everything is always at our fingertips with smartphones and internet and, like, you know, everyone, anyone can be an instant pseudo-expert on anything. I think about that every so often later in my senior year. I um, I went to play in another orchestra. This one was in uh, Indianapolis. When I'm getting asked to play a lot of concerts and they're with really good people, and that's really all I wanted, you know, was to play great music with great musicians as often as possible. And so when when that's happening, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I do think like, wow, this is, you know, this is what it's all about. I designed a, a show, basically, from top to bottom. Uh, it, started, it started with um, a chamber arrangement. I wrote of a piece by Claude Debussy. I wrote an octet arrangement of that orchestral piece. I had written a couple arrangements for like clarinet and piano, you know, just of stuff that I wanted to play, but I had never done an arranging project of that scale. So just that was a was a big learning experience for me, and also like. I didn't really have anyone to teach me that. I just did it, and I had no idea if it would sound good or not. And my idea was Debussy's uh, piece that I arranged was inspired by this crazy French symbolist poem. My idea was to take that poem and uh, divide it into like three installments and have an kind of weave it between the music. It was a huge amount of work it was it was like my thing so that meant i did everything from you know writing the arrangement to retranslating the poem to english uh to oh i had to find the players you know um find an actor and i like coached him on the delivery of the poem which required some analysis and and research on it um of my own also, scheduling, as you know, is a nightmare. So just scheduling rehearsals with eight people was insane. I found a presenter, um, or I was connected with a presenter in New York, and I kind of pitched the idea to him, and he agreed to put it on. Um, I made like an Eventbrite listing for people to buy tickets. It was the first time I had been involved in every single aspect of a performance. Oh, and then I played the concert. I forgot about that part. It engaged so many different interests of mine or skills or um, whatever. It it just forced slash allowed me to do more than just show up and play the clarinet. But it was a lot of fun and a lot of work. In a related way, the makeup of my own career has kind of taken on a similar diversity in that I don't just play clarinet, but I write program notes or I've you know given the the talks um I've written chamber arrangements I do some artistic administration and so yeah I think it's probably not a coincidence that um the kind of diverse makeup of my career sort of mirrors the um 
the diversity of approaches that music sustains and also the um, diversity of interests that I had before even settling on music as what I wanted. I've heard people say uh, half jokingly that in music it's who you know and how you play in that order. The fact that there's some things that are in your control um, that determine your, not even your success, but like your potential for success. I'm an optimist, and I think that people in general want to help other people. For me, so much of my of my success um, has been pretty much a direct result of friends and mentors I've had uh, sticking their neck out for me and either passing opportunities on to me or, you know, uh, directly recommending me for specific things or just keeping me in mind and, you know, helping out whenever they have an opportunity to do so. If you're a good hang and you're also good at what you do, then, you know, why would you not recommend this person for whatever you can? I, you know, I think you just always have to be a good colleague and not just in music, but in, in any field, I'm sure people want to work with people they like being around and you know that fact has nothing to do with the kind of work they're producing i've learned to not put all my eggs in one basket and instead just trust that if you make good work and are a good person to the people around you then um, ultimately that will be rewarded maybe not for every single opportunity that you want but in the long run, I think it's actually pretty simple. I mean, the like building a sec- successful career is not a straightforward path, and music especially is full of almost constant rejection. Um, and so the way to, you know, the the path forward is not set your sights on one thing and just don't let it go because. You just can't, you can't get that specific, I think.